Welcome, world, to another episode of 801 Horror Occult. I am Kira the plaid clad anti pants um, here solo again. We had we had an emergency come up, so it's just me this week. So guess what? In lieu of it being October, the tricks and the treats happen. We bamboozled you. We were going to talk about Asylum 49, but you've been tricked by fate. So today we're going to cover something else because Marcy really, really wants to be in on the 49, the Asylum 49 talk. So I have a special treat for you today. So since we all like to watch spooky and movies and suspense and thriller movies, I mean, I like to watch them all year, and a lot of you do too, but it's concentrated the whole month of October. So, inside of that, I want to cover something that is near and dear to my heart, my favorite genre of horror ever, (laughs) Asian horror movies. I am covering today my top 13 classic cult Asian horror movies. I don't know if they really have cult followings. A lot of them actually do, but I don't know if all of them do. But in my plaid clad cult, you know, they're a must. (laughs) Spoiler warning, since I'm going to be covering um, horror movies, you may or may have not seen them. If you haven't, a lot of these I will go over the endings, or at least a little bit. So yeah, be in mind. You might hear an ending before you see it. So if you don't like it, you might not want to listen. <laughs> that being said, why I prefer Asian horror movies over American horror is I actually like to get freaked out and I like to feel unsettled and eerie and you know, use my brain when I get scared and not just going off of jump scares and gore. That is creepy, yes, and sometimes it's okay in small doses, but I like the stuff that really, really fucks with your mind. Hence, the Asian horror. A lot of them, it's more story-oriented instead of just gore. And that's the difference between that and American and that's why I prefer Asian horror, is the unsettling story and it makes you use your brain more because they leave certain things to the imagination and just how these films are made is just fantastic. I can't even put it into words everything of why I love it so much, but I could easily go on for an hour about why I love them. But I don't think you want to hear it all. I think you might want to hear you know, what's what's on my list? My top 13. And of course I picked 13 because, you know, October. <laughs> so, if any of you have watched any of these, I want to hear your input. What you like about it, what you didn't like about it, or if you have any recommendations on to any Asian horror movies that I should watch, let me know. We could have a discussion of what to watch because... I love watching Asian horror. Yep. Alright. So, that being said, it's all Asian horror themed. I'm excited. 
So the first one we're going to cover is not like necessarily horror horror, and it's not super scary, but it's still a crazy, creepy um, movie. Oh, and by the way, before I mention the name of this first movie, um, most of these have been made into American horror movies, and i am just got to throw this out here, you know? I hate those very, very much. It just the way it's just not filmed the same and you don't get the same effect because you have to tailor it more towards the American audience. Hence, you have the more gore and the jump scares than more of the mind fucks. So it's really, really dumb. I don't prefer any of the American versions of any of these movies. In fact, I think they've ruined it because they don't capture the same thing. Like, stop remaking them. Just stop. Stop remaking all the Asian horror because you suck at it. <laughs> okay? I mean, I realize Juon, when it was made into The Grudge in America, the same director did, I think, at least the first one. But it still just wasn't the same because you tailor it different to the American audience. Not the same. You can't change it. Just keep it. It's magical the way it is. Alright. That's off my um, American Stop Making Remakes tangent. So, I'm going to summarize all of my movies, you know, so you can decide if you want to watch any of these during spooky season or thereafter. But I think you should check them all out at some point. Alright. So, this first movie I'm going to cover, like I said, is more of just like a ghost story, a really good ghost story. So this one works for those who don't want any like gore or insanely scary, but still want to be spooked. So this one, Dark Water. Dun, dun, dun. So Dark Water definitely was also made into an American horror movie and Jennifer Conley was in it. So Dark Water came out in 2002. Eh. It's under the Japanese horror genre, a <laughs> ghost story about dread and loss. So it's about a single mother who is going through a horrible divorce by a terrible man. So just awful relationship. And they have a daughter. So her and the daughter get away from him and she gets their own apartment close to the school her daughter goes to. Um, so slowly the struggling mother, um, is just trying to, you know, deal with life and all the struggles of being a single mom, trying to find a job and all that fun jazz. Well, during all of this and all of just the other struggles in life, she starts noticing this water spot on the ceiling and it just grows no matter what. It just is there and it just gets worse and worse. It can't be fixed. It's just there. And she starts seeing, you know, a ghostly little girl just, you know, that took a liking to them, just started appearing, <laughs> freaking him out. So it's basically just that. So the little ghost girl is trying to have the mom find her body so her body could be found so she could rest in peace. It kind of reminds me of... <laughs> the the real life true 
true crime case of Lisa Lamb, where she was at a hotel and her weird, she started acting weird on the cameras that they caught in the, the elevator. And then they found her body in the water tank. So when I first heard that case, I immediately thought of this um, movie, Dark Water. But yeah, so there's that. That's the nice, easy peasy introduction one. They can watch it. It's got scary parts. There's some jump scares. It's mostly just about, you know, loss and dread, like I said earlier. Um, yeah, it's definitely a good one, though. And yeah, I like it. Next horror film, please. Okay, my ghastly ghouls and vixeny witches. Next movie we're going to cover is one that's pretty freaking trippy. And I remember when I first saw it, I thought it was pretty cool. I haven't rewatched it lately, so I don't know if it stands the test of time. <laughs> like a lot of these, but a lot of these are older and classics. So, you know, hit or miss. Either way, they're a good time. You should check it out. So this next one, also, they have an American remake, of course, which like 99% of mine are all going to be American remakes. This one, pretty trippy though. So this one is One Missed Call. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what American actress was in that one, but it wasn't very good. Again, I'm biased though. I don't really like the American remakes, but for those of you who are not familiar with the movie, let's, let's go on a little deep dive here. So you can know and check it out. So One Miss Call came out in 2003. It's also a Japanese horror film. So it is about a university student named Yumi and her friends. Um, they start receiving calls with an odd ringtone that none of them have. Just, you know, bam. Not only that, some other weird shit. So the caller IDs say it's from their own number. How freaking chirpy would that be? turns out that um when they get the call it's from a few days in the future at the exact time of that person's death creepy right like seriously watching the movie some of the <laughs> the death scenes are crazy you I mean you have some of yours that are stereotyped and in all horror movies but you have some cool ones which i will cover in just a moment um, yeah. So, Yumi, the university chick, um, she tries to team up with a detective to get to the bottom of what's happening, because it's weird as fuck. So, so, you know, they go on their little detective-y rampage, and they find out that it's a ghost and a curse, of course, because, you know, typical Japanese horror, where something's cursed, and then there's a ghost that follows. <laughs> <laughs> so now they've got to try and stop the curse and the ghost <laughs> so it's it's a fun little scare um it's super weird super creepy a very good paced movie because some some of these movies are slow burners you know because you to really be eerie and creepy you got to build up the characters you got to build up the environment the situation the slow burns, but not all of these are slow burns. Like this one's got a nice pace, so you're not going to be bored out of your mind. And, you know, 
they have some pretty cool deaths. So, like, one of the scenes that I find pretty cool and trippy, Yumi's friend um, tries to get help from a TV exorcist, but it backfires and the ghost makes her body contour, like, in a crazy way, just like all kinds of creepy and mangled. But while her body is all contorting in crazy, weird ways that just don't make sense, the ghost also makes her rip off her own head. Yep, pretty freaking sweet. I don't remember if that part's in the um, American version. But if not, suck it, America! <laughs> yep. So that's the second um, movie. Freaking awesome. Seriously, check check those two out. Those ones aren't as scary. One Miss Call is definitely a little more gory because there's more death scenes and it's not just like a family drama with suspense and, and ghosts. <laughs> so, yeah. Check those out. Next horror movie, please. Okay, next one. Harder to find. I don't know many people that have seen this movie, but it's pretty cool. And it's a nice take. Um, it's also a Japanese horror movie, but it's a nice take on the body horror genre of horror. So, this movie is called Infection. It came out in 2004. Um, <laughs> it's pretty trippy. The cover is pretty cool. It's very simple. It's, it's just great and simplistic. I think that's what I like a lot of these movies, except for one of them. More simple because, you know, instead of getting caught up on the details, you get more engulfed in the storyline and stuff. You don't have things taking your attention away from what you should be paying attention to. Ugh, the details in the subtlety sometimes. Anyways, so Infection is great. And here is what the movie Infection is about. Cops rush in a mysterious patient um, into a struggling hospital. By struggling, this hospital is pretty rundown. It's low staffed, low supplies. You know, it's one of those just for super emergencies type hospitals. We all know those. Pioneer Valley Hospital. <laughs> Which is now no longer Pioneer Valley Hospital, but if you live in West Valley, you know exactly what hospital I am talking about. Anyways, so, um, the police forced the hospital to take in this mysterious and crazed, crazy infected patient. Uh, he's got, like, goo, green goo dripping, and you'll notice throughout this whole movie, green goo is a big part of it to know that someone's infected, so it's pretty cool. It's not like green slime like in Nickelodeon, <laughs> but it's a nice, nice, uh, more dark but kind of clearish green goo for those of you who really needed to know the details of this goo. Um, <laughs> let's see. So at the same time that this infected patient brought in by the police is being rushed in, there is some patient that's all bandaged up and dying so the doctors are all trying to rush and save that dying patient well the doctor gives a nurse um some orders to take care of this patient i can't remember what but 
Yeah, well, she hears the orders wrong and they end up killing that poor, poor patient. So the doctors are like, ah, fuck. And then they panic, you know, like, oh, shit, that wasn't supposed to happen. And blah, 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 you know, insert dramatic stuff here. So (laughs) they make a pact, kind of like the pact in I Know What You Did Last Summer after they run over that guy. They're like, okay no one talk about this, you know, we're taking this to our grave, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, they did that. But you know, with medical staff. (laughs) But unbeknownst to them, um, the head doctor was asleep in the other room. Did the head doctor hear everything that those other medical staff was saying? Hmm? They're kind of suspicious once they found out he was in the other room. So Now what? So that just adds another element to, so you got to find and treat this infected patient where there's green goo everywhere and all that fun shit. And then also you have this head honcho doctor that's like, does he know your secret that you murdered that other patient accidentally? I mean, it's still murder, but it's still like malpractice. You'd still lose your job. (laughs) I think... I don't know. I would assume so. I almost died because of a shitty doctor. And they did nothing. But my parents didn't report it until I wanted to later on in life. But that's a whole other ballgame. Anyways. So. (laughs) Now. On top of the paranoia of the doctor. And trying to figure out. And hunt down like. What's this infection? Where is it coming from? Oh shit, there's green goo everywhere and we're not on the set of a Nickelodeon show. Now everyone that works there is starting to get um, signs of the infection. They're starting to get the green goo coming out of them. Everyone, green goo for you. Green goo for you. We all get green goo. Woo! So yeah. So I'm not going to give away anything else than that, but that gives you a good good idea of that so it's it's a murder mystery and a body horror so you know lots of ickiness it'll gross you out um you could probably here's a list of things that you should eat while you watch infection so you can have green jello um pistachio pudding there's um what else is green <laughs> Um, I don't know what else is green. Um, pea soup. (laughs) You give pea soup. Uh, you, yeah, that's all I can think of for green, green, um, things that would work for that. There might be some green goo candy things that would work too. You know, have a theme, have like, like a, big feast of just green gooey substances to eat that's edible while you're watching infection you could reenact a a scene in it you know any of those so there's that there is the movie infection dun 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 the next movie we are going to cover is one that's very near and dear to my heart because it is weird as hell I like to describe this one to people like picture Tim Burton movie 
while on acid. <laughs> and add the element of actual horror. Yeah. So do you guys have any guesses on what this one would be? I'm going to give you a hint and some history about this movie. So it's based off of a manga that has the same name and it's like a series of manga. Um, it came out in 2000. It's a Japanese horror. Any any takers? Probably not unless you know me because if you know me, I've probably mentioned something about it at least once. Alright, this next movie is Uzumaki. <laughs> it's fun to say. Like, super fun to say. Just say it. Uzumaki. Super fun. So, <laughs> Uzumaki means spiral in Japanese. Which is freaking cool. After I saw this movie, I got a guinea pig that had, like, calyx all up and down her whole body. So I named her Uzi. Well, Uzumaki, but I called her Uzi for short. Because, you know, spirals. <laughs> Alright. So pretty much the premise of this movie is basically, it's just a small town that becomes cursed by a forest. Yep, because it's, like, surrounded by this forest and then it's this little cute quaint town right in it. So, they become obsessed with spirals, hence Uzumaki. Um, and slowly, people start turning into human snails. This movie is just weird as hell, and it probably would make sense if you were inebriated somehow. <laughs> Super crazy, though. Like, the... On the cover alone, it's this chick sitting in a chair and she has this like long dark hair and it's just, there's spirals all over, like lots of chunks of hair just going in different spirals and spirals in all directions. It's really fun. I like the color scheme that they go for. Um, if you have read the manga, I think this is the closest one that captures the craziness of that. As opposed to others that have tried to capture that whole series in other films. Like other parts of the series. From the manga series, I should say. Um, but this one's like the closest. But the manga's nuts. You guys should check it out. It's just freaking insane. So many spirals. But yeah, it's really weird. There's this one part... Um, like, they just put spirals all over, whether you notice them or not. <laughs> Constant spirals. So some of the shots are even shot and projected, so it makes a spiral. So there's this one part where this guy is going to the main girl who's, you know, the chick of the movie. And he's, like, creepy obsessed with her. And he stops in front of her, and he pops up to say hi, and then... um. The first frame is him, like, normal. And then it goes again, it pans to her, and it goes back to him. And then it's a side view of his face, like, like say, the right side. And then it goes to her, and then it pans back to him. And then he's upside down looking. <laughs> and then it pans to her again, and then it goes back to him. And it's the other, the left side. So, you know, it's like one spiral. So even that, like, just everything, spiral everywhere. But that's not the craziest part. The craziest scene in Uzumaki is there's this part where she, I think it was a weird sound or something, but she checks the washer 
And this is before she sees everyone turning into these human snail things. <laughs> but so she checks in this washer and there is this head and all of the body is like spiraled out. So it's like, looks like, I don't know, just weird. It's not necessarily in the, you know, snail shape, but the head is the center and the body just spirals out into it. So it's like, that's a crazy ass washer, man. <laughs> but later on, it makes sense when you realize the premise of everything. Like they're so obsessed and it's cursed. So everyone just turns into the snail human thingies <laughs> it's nuts yeah at the end like uh the whole there's like this lake thing in the middle and it's just spiraling and then you have all these humanoid snail thingy mabobs just everywhere it's crazy that's all i can say so you know check it out if you want to see the whole rest of that because it's fucking nuts but that's one if you just want to really weird someone out or if you want someone to question your sanity, have that watch, have them watch that. Watch it with them. If you have a mother-in-law or a father-in-law that you really don't like, or a family member, like, have some quality time and watch that movie with them. They'll never talk to you again, and you'll be happy and free. <laughs> so there, world. Go. Go and enjoy. Uzumaki. Next movie, please. Okay, so this next one is freaking awesome. It also has another American remake. Um, but we're not doing covering a Japanese one. We're going to the Thai horror genre. Um, Shudder. Have you heard it? Have you seen it? It's way better than the American. <laughs> I'm telling you, all the Thai horror movies are very underrated, but they have some of the best stories. So, you know, you gotta check out more of the Thai stuff. Oh my gosh. So there's a really good Thai movie. It's not a horror movie, but it's called The Protector. And this this guy has to protect this elephant. And it's, oh, there's like two of them. Two movies of it, and they're just all great. And, you know, if you love alien, not aliens... <laughs> Why the hell did I say that? Elephants. If you love elephants, check out The Protector 1 and 2. Oh, it's like John Wick for elephants. It's badass. <laughs> okay, there's my side tangent for other Thai movies. So let's get back to Shudder. Shudder came out in 2004. It's a Thai horror. Um, so it's about a couple, which is some rando chick with, of course, a photographer boyfriend. Um, they were having a good old time partying, drinking, and they decided that they needed to go drive somewhere at night. Well, you know, a hit and run occurs. And then they just leave that person there and drive off, you know, hit and run. Then, after that, strange and terrible things begin to happen. Of course. <laughs> Also kind of like I know what you did last summer. <laughs> only only different. So, oh, and the cinematography of it is shot great. The story's great. So, weird things start to happen after they do that hit and run with that poor girl. Um, so, the boyfriend, 
starts noticing that there's ghouly faces and figures that just, you know, do a ghost photobomb in his photos that he's developing in his developing room. And then they also start to notice, you know, weird things happen, like like a ghost is after them and being like, hey, knocking shit over. Or they start to see, you know, the ghost of a girl they hit. You know, typical things like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> of course, in true horror fashion, bathrooms are not safe. In fact, in a lot of these movies I'm mentioning, there's always shit going on in the bathroom. No pun intended. <laughs> there's ghost shit in the bathrooms. It's just like in real life, you know? I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Haunted bathrooms are the worst. And it's not just haunted by the smell of others' bowels. Nope. <laughs> so, the ghost, there's like ghosty scenes in the bathroom and just all over. Um. <laughs> so, you know, so... This is like the setup and the sounds like your typical Asian horror ghost movie, you know, where the situation happens and then they get haunted and they're like, ooh, scary. And then, you know, that shit. But no, there's a twist. What's this twist, you might say? This twist is one that really messes with your head. Like a lot where you're like, what? <laughs> So unlike Juon and Ringu, uh, and you know, so on, like all the others, um, you don't even know if it's an actual ghost. Like you and the character doesn't even know if it's an actual ghost. Uh, <laughs> like at all. Like as the movie progresses, you start to question, did that really happen? Or is that in their heads? It's really freaking cool. So, like, like, um, anytime anything happens or they see the ghost, suddenly they wake up from a dream. So, was it just a dream? Was it just them imagining it? Also, you know, the ghosty photo bombs could be film issues, could be the camera issues. Like, they point it out in the movie, too. So, you're left wondering... Did it happen or did it not? And not only that, same thing with the car crash. They're not even sure if it really happened or not. So again, mind fuck. Did it happen? Didn't it happen? Again, simplicity at its finest in the details. It is making you use your brain and you need to pay attention to all the little details to come to a conclusion for yourself. But I freaking like it. It's so, so great. <laughs> I love it. It's it's a great mindfuck. Filmed awesome. Story's cool. Like, you can't go wrong with it. It's a classic. And it's not even a Japanese horror. It's Thai. Okay. This is not Akira loving movies without some kind of horror comedy. So this next one I'm going to be mentioning is a horror comedy. It's also from Thailand. 
This one is called PMAC. It came out in 2013. And it's great. It's really funny. It's written really well. It's filmed well. The pace is awesome. Like, I don't know. And it brings in all kinds of emotions because there's like a little love story in this. But then there's scares. It's hilarious. Like, you have a little bit of everything for everyone. <laughs> like, seriously. Think Tucker and Dale versus evil type hilariousness. That's where we're getting at here. Like, it's just funny and spooky at the same time. So, this one, this scary comedy, is about a group of soldiers who return um, from war. And they're staying at their friend Mark's house <laughs> with him and his wife. The group of friends start noticing weird things. And they are trying to decide if the wife is a ghost or not. So they're trying to get Mark away from his wife. Um, because the more and more they're paying attention, they do think she's a ghost. So they're just trying to, you know, get him out of that equation. <laughs> so the scene that I'm giggling about every time I say the name Mark <laughs> is um, he's saying his name and they keep trying to pronounce Mark, but they're doing it all wrong and in really weird, funny ways. And it just goes for a bit. It's super funny. It sounds stupid me telling you, but you should like YouTube um, this movie and they'll go over it and you'll see the scene. It's it's hilarious. Like, really, the whole movie is. You just need to watch it. If you want some spooky hilariousness in your life, check out PMOC. <laughs> or, in English, Mark. <laughs> so, um, so, the friends do some digging and investigating to see if they can uncover anything to help prove the wife is a ghost. Well, they literally start doing some digging and they find her body. And so, the, you know, that that makes it very well obvious that she is definitely a ghost. <laughs> um, so that and so they attempt to get him out to no avail. He doesn't leave. And they're like trying to come up with another game plan to get Mark away from his wife to get him out of there so he's safe. And one of the villagers comes up to them and tells them that she actually murdered another one of the villagers. And that's why all the villagers are scared of her because she's a murderer. <laughs> so then more, more craziness and spookiness ensues. And it's like this, this back and forth game of they're trying to save Mark and get Mark away from her. And she's like always there, always watching. And what I really love about how they um, filmed it and stuff is because she's always there and watching, she's more or less in the background, kind of like a ghosty thing, but not really because they weren't fully sure, you know? So it just kind of plays. It's like cat and mouse game. It's with laughter lots of laughter so it's super super funny um the suspense is great and not only that this movie is the top grossing thai film ever as of right now which is pretty freaking cool 
There's actually a few of these that are top grossing for different reasons, like in different countries and stuff. So, yeah, there's that one. So, if you want a funny spooky one, check this one out. It's definitely worth it. Might be able to find one dubbed, but I think most of these are just um, subtitles. But you know, it's kind of funny if you put on the dubbed setting if there's one and subtitles to see how off they are when they translate. <laughs> it's great. Next one. I'm going to the modern era. Yay! So this one I saw last year. It's great. Okay? Just great. I saw it on Netflix. It might still be on Netflix, actually. So this one's called Hashtag Alive came out in 2020. This is a South Korean horror film. Oh my gosh. It's great. So this one's kind of a a fun one too. So it's about a guy that happens to be like a streaming gamer. He lives with his family. Um, this one day he wakes up late. His family had already left to go somewhere earlier that day. So they're gone. He's, you know, just bumming around, ends up watching the news where there's emergency things saying that people are acting irrationally, they're attacking each other, the government lost all control, everyone stay inside, cause zombies. Yep, we're going into a zombie movie. So, so the main guy starts like, what the hell, you know, is this real? Questioning things and then. He lives in this apartment building, like, way high up. And he happens to look out on his balcony and he sees just people going after people and people trying to leave buildings and getting attacked by zombies. Which, you know, would freak you the hell out, too. <laughs> Could you imagine that? You look out and they're just freaking everywhere. And then after seeing that, he gets a knock at the door and it's a neighbor just comes in like freaking out, saying that his brother turned into a zombie and he's begging to stay there with him. And, and the main guy's like, oh no, go get out of here. And so he, somehow the guy, the neighbor talks him into letting him use the bathroom. Well, after using the bathroom, the neighbor starts turning into a zombie. So the main guy has to like attack, like, try and fight off the zombie that's attacking him, pushes him out of the apartment, shuts the door, <laughs> and, uh, a little bit later on, there's this another zombie, another, there's this other zombie that ends up eating the neighbor zombie, which is cool. So not only do they go after the living, they go after each other too. But not all the time, which is kind of weird in that movie. But, you know, that's being technical. It's a movie. You don't need to be technical. Especially for a zombie movie. <laughs> I am just being crazy. So then after that, the kid gets a message from his family saying that um, they're safe right now. And just saying, and telling the kid to just stay alive, stay alive, stay alive. So after a bit... Um, he loses his Wi-Fi connection, so, you know, 
he can no longer do that. So he was like streaming on and off up until he lost the Wi-Fi connection. So how weird would that be? And who would be watching that while all this is going on? <laughs> but yeah, he loses that. There's more zombie, zombie things happening. He goes in and out to try and, you know, kill zombies and figure shit out. Then he starts hallucinating and... It, after a while being there, I think it's like after 10 days, he runs out of water, food. So he's like, well, shit. So he was about ready to give up and kill himself. Then he sees this light and he looks in the building across from him. He sees this light and there's this chick. <laughs> and so he was like, oh, okay. You know, and then they, they begin like signing to each other and trying to talk and then they figure out a way to get a rope across because she's got like all these supplies and stuff that he doesn't have. So through uh, a rope that they put across from across the buildings and this pack that they'll sway to and fro so that each person can get the f um, supplies in the pack and there's like a walkie talkie put in there and everything. Um, so that's pretty cool. They become, start becoming friends and trying to figure out how to get out and stuff. Oh, side tangent. I forgot about this one part. So before they successfully got that rope around, she tried one other time and she tried, tied it to a baseball and just tried to throw it to his balcony. Well, it landed in the middle of the courtyard thing, just hanging on the ground. And for whatever reason, she didn't like try and get it back or anything so the second time when they tried the rope he took his drone and flew it over to the other side so that's how they got that to work so this first attempt the rope that's just hanging down in the courtyard one of the zombies I think he's like a zombie fireman or something he actually notices it and then he starts climbing up the rope to her <laughs> So there's this crazy zombie attack because he gets up there. Then other zombies are watching and they're trying to climb up too. Just craziness in that. So <laughs> let's see. Looking at my notes. Yeah. Okay. So clearly she kills that zombie. Then they're trying to come up with a game plan to leave. And they notice that one of the other floors, um, there's not really much zombie activity or anything. So they're like, okay, we're going to meet up down in the courtyard to go to this other building to go to floor. I think it's the eighth floor. La, 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 la. Da, da, da. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah, they're trying to get to that floor. So they scale down using the ropes for each side. They scale down, go into the courtyard and, you know, kicking zombies asses and they finally get to the elevator, but the zombies follow them from the stairs. And these zombies are kind of like the 28 days later zombies where they're really fast. So like they have to beat them off and then those that sounds gross. <laughs> Not in a sexual way, mind you. They beat them off in a non-sexual platonic way. <laughs> but they, they're starting to get overwhelmed with this horde of zombies that were following them and are insanely fast. And this one guy just comes out of this apartment 
and he like saves them, brings them in. Um, and then he feeds them cause he has supplies too. And at that point they're hungry and blah, blah, blah. So he feeds them. The chicks start, they start feeling weird. Well, he drugged them because turns out, uh, and this is a spoiler. So he, <laughs> like in many zombie movies, he has a zombie wife and he's trying to keep her alive because he still loves her. So he is planning on knocking them out so she could eat them. But instead, it ends up after a big struggle and whatnot, they turn the wife on him so he gets eaten by his wife. And there you go. So after they escape that dude, um, they make it to the roof of the building. And I think the eighth floor was like the top floor. So they didn't have super far to go, if I remember correctly. And because they, so they got up there because they thought they heard something, but they didn't. And then, um, then they heard or saw the army air thing and they got taken away to safety. And that is how it ends. Hashtag stay alive. It's pretty cool. It's like very fast paced. So that's, that's a good zombie one. If you want a nice, good, fast-paced one, it just throws you right in. It it does remind me a lot of 28 Weeks Later, where it just throws you in. Because, you know, you get the guy waking up. Or same with The Walking Dead. You get the guy waking up, only instead of in a hospital, he just wakes up like everyday thing and streams. How modern. Next horror movie, we are going to go back to the Japanese horror movies. This one is pretty cool and it's definitely one of the top ones when you look up Asian horror movies. It's called Cairo or Pulse as other people know it. It's pretty trippy about, you know, (laughs) the weird use and freaky out, freaky outness. Yes, freaky outness of technology and the internet. So this story is about two young lonely individuals who are contacted and haunted by a ghosty thing that uses the internet and technology to torment them. So that's like a little thing. So pretty much what happens is, so there's this guy who hadn't showed up for work for about a week or so. So one of his co-workers, who is the main girl, her name is Michi, she wanted to go check on him uh, because he, he was working on this disc that had stuff that they would need in a little bit for their job. So she went over there to make sure he's okay and see the progress of the thing since he hadn't been in for a week. So she got to his place. He didn't answer she found a spare key. She went in She f- to look for evidence of anything, him or the disc. Uh, she notices him creeping <laughs> in the other room, just staring out the window. And so he, he says that he was okay and tells her where the disc is so she can just take that. And then if she grabs it, he just disappears. <laughs> feeling weird, annoying, creepy, creepy things, she decided she would look around for him. 
because he suddenly disappeared. Uh, upon that, she found him hanging in the closet. He was dead. After finding that, of course, she contacts the police. And then she just goes back to her everyday life. <laughs> but it wasn't so everyday anymore. Um, things started to get weird. So she decided to, you know, check out what's on the disc and see how far he got. And she notices. So what pops up is this picture of, um, like, kind of what she saw while she was there. Picture of him, his two computers. In that picture of that was another picture that you could see from the screen. But on the, that was on the right side of the computer thing. What did I look at? My phone. I don't know. Talking to my phone, I guess. And then on the left screen, they saw a face, like this creepy ghost face. And not ghost face from Scream. It was just a ghosty face. <laughs> so Michi starts noticing weird stuff after that. Her TV starts being weird. Like all these electronics are just going wonky. You know, creepy stuff. <laughs> so... There's two storylines in this one. So that, so Michi is one storyline. This next one um, is about a guy, I can't pronounce his name, so we're going to call him Re. <laughs> so he's an economics major, going to school, you know, being Mr. Smarty Pants. So it shows him, he's like trying to sign up for the internet, for an internet service, but his screen suddenly goes black. And then it shows this random footage and asks if he wants to meet a ghost. So Ree is a little temperamental <laughs> and he likes to throw temper tantrums a lot. But so he's just like, what the hell? And he throws a little temper tantrum and he goes to sleep. Well, while he was sleeping, his computer turns on and it shows footage of someone just sitting there in a mask. Like staring, but you're not really sure where he's staring because he has a mask on. So you're assuming he's staring into your soul, you know, like that. <laughs> so he goes, he gets like all freaked out. So the next day he goes to this computer lab to figure out what the hell is going on. Cause you know, he's got severe granny syndrome like I do, meaning you're not very good with technology. Some of us just suffer from severe granny syndrome, okay? It's a thing. <laughs> He's one of those people. I'm not the only one. So he goes to the computer lab at school to see if they can help him figure shit out. So now we're going to go back to Michi. So another coworker that worked with Michi and the guy who hung himself gets this weird text with the same photo that was on the disc that Michi saw. Uh, so he decides to go to the place where the dude killed himself. And he notices a crumpled up paper saying forbidden room. Uh, and then he notices this black like shadowy stain thing on the wall. It's real weird. And then like the dude appears for a second. And then he's gone. So the, so his co-worker's like that's weird. Okay. So then he, as he's leaving that apartment, he notices um, this room or this door with red tape on it. And so he goes in there, sees some ghosty things, 
fucks him up, okay? So, <laughs> so then, um, so then there's that, and that will go into there. So now, Re, we're on back to the Re storyline. He keeps getting random messages on his computer. He, he tries to bookmark it because when he went to the computer lab, she was like, oh, you know, here's how you bookmark the website. And then here's how you take screenshots so it can, so he can catch it to show people. Um, but it didn't work. It wouldn't, he couldn't save any bookmarks and it wouldn't screen capture anything. So of course, because you know, he's got like a short temper, he gets pissed <laughs> and he, and he unplugs his computer right as the mask figure is about to take off his mask. You know, why would you do that? I would wait to see what, who is under that mask. But, you know, he, he threw a bitch fit and unplugged his computer. <laughs> so, um, he goes and gets more help. And they discover that the program is haunted and the website's haunted and everything's haunted because, you know, everything will always be haunted for stories. So, uh, we're back to Mochi. So Mochi and her co other coworker end up in the red tape room and even more weird shit happens. So pretty much this red tape, oh, I can't remember. And I was trying to look it up to see the significance of it without watching it again. But the red tape, I think it blocks the ghosts or it keeps the ghost in the room. I remember correctly I don't know just watch it it's there's significance with this red tape <laughs> so yeah so he goes in the red they both go in uh, da, da, da. the co-worker and Michi end up in the red tape room more shit happens so now it's gonna go back to um soon so it cuts off to Re, and they meet up like, he notices, he's walking around because there's, like, people keep disappearing left and right because of whatever the hell is happening. And he sees this car that just got in a wreck, so he, and he notices someone there, so he walks up to her, and that's where he meets Michi. So they finally meet up, and more spooky stuff happens, and they find another room that's got red tape all over it. They get spooked, and they go to this other place other place and then they find a boat and then they head off but the thing is what I forgot to tell you just barely because my notes are real confusing because I was half asleep when I wrote them was when Re and Michi are in the last red room Re died and so it's just Michi on the boat escaping <laughs> that's it okay so the red tape signals every room where someone has died so yeah. so I don't think there's like too much significance reddit there's like oh different colors blah 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 so yeah anyways there's all the tapes the red tapes that's the end of that it's actually a pretty cool movie it's definitely one of those where since there's two storylines and the storylines meet at the end, 
you definitely have to pay more attention because one minute you're in it um one storyline and the other you're in the other one so you gotta pay more attention to this so no like cleaning while you do it you actually want to sit down and watch it still cool very creepy they have a little some good creepy spooky scenes for sure and it's kind of cool the technology take that they do on this since yeah it was before well right as everything's booming on the internet so it's kind of cool to see a take on that but yeah check out that one okay next one we're going to cover is and this was one of the men that got all Asian horror into the mainstream everywhere is Ringu aka The Ring. So this one came out in 1998. It is a Japanese horror movie. Like 98% of people know the storyline. It's the highest grossing Japanese horror of all times. So basically, but basically it's about a reporter and his and her ex-husband that investigate a cursed videotape. Is it ex-husband or, or husband? So they watch the tape, they hear the things, and they have to figure out they have seven days to figure out how they can stop the murder before they get murdered. Um, it's creepy. It's eerie. It's, I don't know, it's great. I way prefer it over the American one, but as we know, that's me. I prefer all the originals. But yeah, it's a good horror. There's not a whole lot to say because, you know, it's referenced everywhere about Samora and the whale, <laughs> the videotapes, the weird everythings. The long hair. <laughs> yeah. So check it out. You know, have to mention Ringo. So yeah. Next one. Train to Busan. Love this one. This one's a newer one too. Fabulous movie. Fabulous movie. Um, it came out in 2016. It's a South Korean horror. Highest grossing Korean horror film. Because it's amazing. It's also a zombie movie. Man, I, I just gotta say this now. I have quite a few Korean movies on here. They're all superb. I freaking love it. So much. <laughs> okay. So, Train to Busan starts with, like, the whole movie. It starts with this just guy who just runs over a deer. And he stops to see if the deer's dead. And the deer just gets up, clearly dead, but not dead, because it's a zombie deer. You don't know that at the time. He's just like, oh, okay. And then, you know, that little scene's over. <laughs> just set up for weird things to come. So then it goes to a workaholic dad, who is the main character. Uh, he has to take his daughter to see her mom. And they take the train to Busan. <laughs> but as, as you know, the door's closing. A girl that's infected runs onto the train. And she sits there and it takes a little bit before she starts turning to a zombie. But she turns into a zombie. 
bites um, one of the people, one of the workers on the train. And then, you know, it spreads like wildfire where you get a bite and you get a bite. We all get bit by zombies. So, you know, the zombie plague and the zany shenanigans by zombies just start happening. Um, These kind of zombies can't smell anything or anything. They pretty much just react to what they hear and see. Um, And as to how they became zombies... They don't fully tell you. They kind. Of, it's kind of like in Shaun of the Dead where they kind of just like tease and hint at things. I mean, this one's not funny like that, but there's some pretty cool characters you get attached to. And just like in Game of Thrones, you get attached to the character and what happens? They die. <laughs> so just heed that warning. Don't fall in love with any of the characters, okay? They're gonna die. <laughs> so... Um, some of the theories is the virus is from a leak in one of the plants they have, um, that they show early on and, um, the workaholic dad has shares in that company. So, so there's kind of that little, little tie in there. Uh, the train ends up stopping at a train station that happens to be overrun by zombies, of course. So they were, got out you know, had to deal with zombie shenanigans and got back on the train and left. So they get back on and they try to get to a certain car number. Like, I think, I can't remember the number system because it's been a while since I've seen it, but pretty much like they started from the back and are trying to work their way up or work their way from the front to the back. I can't remember which, but either way. They're trying to get to the one where it's safer because everyone's alive. Because they're trying to keep the dead there and push all the people that are alive forward. And so... (laughs) So a lot of more crazy zombie shenanigans happens. Um, They end up going to another train station and they have to switch trains because of a big crash there you know more zombie shenanigans (laughs) so in there there's this one guy who's a super asshole and then he ends up turning into a zombie and then he ends up biting the workaholic dad who's just trying to keep his girl safe and this poor little girl so he sacrificed himself to save his daughter and so then finally the girl meets up with her mom and then they're like they get out of the zombie place and they're walking away and they find this place where all the military is and they're walking up well the military thinks they're zombies so you're like oh fuck no they're gonna shoot the little girl and her mom and they just been through all this shit to survive you know so you're like freaking out you're like oh god they're just gonna kill her and it's just gonna be like every zombie movie where everyone's just dead. But no, the little girl starts singing this song like as dedication to her dad. And so they're like, okay, they're alive. It's okay. And then they take them in and that's the end of that movie. It's way better than me describing. All of these movies are way better than me describing them. But, you know, I'm giving you a little bit of what they're about so you'll check them out. But that's Train to Busan. Freaking love that movie it's fast paced 
you get attached to characters and then they die. <laughs> or you hate certain characters and they die and you're like, yeah, you know, there's that kind of thing too if you're petty. And that happens. Great, great movie though. Like that's a good zombie movie. I suggest everyone see at least once. And if you need to, watch it again, because it's great. <laughs> Next one, I'm going to do another South Korean movie. This is one near and dear to my heart. It's like number two on my list of things of all the Asian horror that I'm obsessed with. And this one is a classic, classic one. So this one is called A Tale of Two Sisters. If you know me, I've talked about this at least twice. So A Tale of Two Sisters. South Korean horror movie came out in 2003. This one is another good mind fuck. Like, seriously. I love it. It's definitely got your fairy tale elements. Not in a cheesy way, but like the wicked stepmother way. Mixed with a lot of fucked up shit. And then also ghosts. <laughs> so, so here's... Here's, you know, a summary of the story. So two sisters return home from their stay in a mental institution. So when they get home, they clash with their awful wicked stepmom and slowly realize the spirit of their mother might be haunting the house that they are in. Um, the two girls really, 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 really hate their stepmom because she's just awful. She's the worst. She's like dirt grub. She's the worst. And just treats them like crap. And um, I can't remember the names, but there's one girl that takes care of the other sister because the other sister needs more help. Well, the girl that takes care of the other sister is beginning to wonder if the stepmom is abusing her sister because just little things she notices and whatnot. And then they start seeing ghosts in the house. Along with all this other sh crazy shenanigans. Like, oh, 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 I can't describe it enough. You just need to watch this movie. This is a must. I am telling you, everyone needs to watch this. I will go to your house. We will watch this together. And you can just see, because I'm very passionate about this one. You need to see it. Everybody needs to see this one. Anyways, there's <laughs> my side tangent. But there's a super plot twist to this movie, which I am not telling you at all. Nope. I'm not going to give any way, giving away any more of this at all, because I want you to watch it. I want you to tell me what you think. I want to hear your input on this. And when you see it, like in a way, you're like, oh, I saw that, but I didn't see that at the same time. You know, it's very much in your face, but not as to the clues of what is going on. So I want to know if you picked up on that, if you guessed it, or if it threw you through a loop. Either way, it's beautifully made. Can't go off. The pace is perfect as well. Um, sometimes it can be a little slow because they're building up little things, but it's like very, very minute. Oh, Oh, chef kiss. Oh, I just love this so much. I just, yes, it's just something everyone needs to see at least once. If you're into true Asian horror, you will have seen this. And if you're a newbie to Asian horror, you need to watch this. If you are into Asian horror and just haven't seen it, fucking watch it. 
Smack, smack. <laughs> That's an order. <laughs> okay, next one. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We have two movies left. Are you guys ready for this? My Coolios, Bazulios. That's your names now. So I saved the, the, the last two because one is insanely fucked up. <laughs> insanely fucked up. Actually, I'm going to be doing a terrible reenactment of this movie cover, which is what I do now since last October. Now every October I take horror movies and you know the the cover of them. I reenact them and not in a good way. Oh no. These are really ridiculous and I go as cheesy and stupid and ridiculous as possible because it's really funny. So it's fun to see my stupid take on these horror movie covers. And it's funny. So follow me on Instagram at double o ho if you want to see some funny covers and just stupid pictures and pictures of pets because you know I love animals. Um, follow me. Find me. Follow me. You can't miss me. I'm the big blonde. Like, I got big blonde hair. It's not that big. Sometimes it is because it's crazy. But I'm the blonde. I got glasses. I don't remember if my icon's glasses or not. But yeah, you can't miss me. Double O Ho. <laughs> Find me. Look at my covers. They're great. You can hashtag AntiPantsSLC <laughs> or Spooky Cover This. Hashtag Spooky Cover This. You can find me through there too. Or through the 801 Horror Occult um, Instagram profile. You know, I'm on the links there too. I might actually just post those on the thing because they're funny. But anyways, I'm going to reenact this film cover and post it probably tonight or tomorrow. So the movie I'm talking about... <laughs> torture torture horror for sure it makes me squirm really bad and when I say it you will know if you're into horror movies you've at least heard a reference if you have not seen it you still know you know the title you know the picture you know the premise you know the torture parts it's awful it's called The Audition. <laughs> came out in 1999. It's a Japanese horror film. Oh my god. Torture horror porn. That's what it is. It's not really porn. Just kidding. Okay. So this one is about a widower fella who was living with his son and, you know, his son's getting older and trying to move out and doesn't want his dad to be lonely. So he's like, hey, why don't you find a new, um, wife, you know, go find a love interest. And he's like, I guess you're right. <laughs> so he and his friend that works in the film industry come up with this ruse to get auditions, but the auditions aren't for an actual movie. Like the ladies who are auditioning are thinking, no, this audition is so he can find a new romantic partner, which is kind of fucked up if you think about it, because these poor girls are just there for creepy older men who are ogling them instead of like, you know, giving them a job so they can make money. Unless he's going to be sugar daddy, then maybe there's that. 
but it doesn't specify sugar daddies in the audition. <laughs> that would take that movie to a whole other place. <laughs> so after interviewing several women, he almost gave up. And then this one chick came in and just blew his mind. And he was like, Whoa, mama, that is the bitch for me. Just kidding. She's not a bitch yet. <laughs> but he's like, Oh, bestow my heart. She is beautiful. I need to do her many times over, you know, cause that's what guys think. So, <laughs> so, you know, they get all cood noodly woodly and start going out and slowly, but surely her dark past comes into effect into their relationship. And it just goes into a downward spiral of really, really awful torture. <laughs> like, as the movie goes on, it goes to um, show more and more of her past. And just the shit she went through, awful. And then the shit that she did, kind of like revenge in some ways. But it's just really horrible things. Kind of reminds me of Eileen Warnos. You know, the, the female serial killer from Florida. Not exactly everything, but the same thing where she just had the worst growing up. <laughs> and also ended up being a serial killer. Well, this, this girl in this movie is super messed up. And I'm not going to go into details on all of the horrible things that she does. But, um... One cool thing about this is, um, so, you know, you're expecting, you have, you have all this knowledge if you've heard about this movie or the premise of the movie. So you're sitting there and you're anticipating when this torture scene's going to happen. You know, is it going to be now? Is it going to be now? And when it doesn't happen, that just builds up more anticipation, which when it does happen, it makes it like, all the more terrible. Terrible. That's a new word. Terrible. Terrible and terrifying. Terrible. <laughs> so, so all the epic terribleness happens, you know, of course, towards the end because they're doing it not just to be an asshole, but kind of because they're building up that movie. So when it hits, it hits so hard, it fucks you up. <laughs> and yes, they nailed it fucked up movie. <laughs> it's so fucked up. So, um, I mean, it's female empowerment though. Because <laughs> in a way, this movie kind of like shows off why men are scared of women or some men are scared of women, but also how men are just pigs, you know, and they kind of, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. Women can be scary, but so can men because Men, a lot of men, not all men, but a lot of men are misogynistic and they treat us women like shit. I can name many because that's mostly what I encounter is terrible men. Not all of you, just, you know, a whole bunch of you are. <laughs> and if you are, stop it or you're going to get, get into an audition situation by some chick with piano wire. Just saying. Um, yeah, so like it kind of goes into both sides of it, which is kind of a cool thing. And it just adds to the whole effect of just holy shit. <laughs> As a man, there are some parts that I'm like, 
if I was a man, I should say, I am not a man. I just have man shoulders. I'm very much a lady, though. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I've lost my mind. But anyways, even as a lady, if I was a dude and I saw some of those parts of the torture, I was like, oh, glad I don't have a willy because that would hurt real bad right now. Yeah, that kind of gives you an idea of some of the stuff that happens. Um, <laughs> after watching this movie, Piano Wire is just not the same anymore. She likes to use it a lot. Yeah, she like, yeah. Mm-hmm. She likes to saw things off with it, you know, and then there's this one scene, which isn't quite as bad. So I'll tell you that one. There's just a lot of whoo, where she pulls out these really long needles, thicker than acupuncture needles, but you know, the same kind of premise where she's just like, boop, boop, boop. She makes him a human pin cushion all over his body and... <laughs> Then she flicks them while making kind of funny noises and like little kid funny noises. And she's just getting enjoyment out of this because it hurts him, which is like, whoa, she, but you know, seeing her story come to light as the relationship goes on and on and he falls in love with her and then she becomes a crazy weirdo that tortures him and yeah, it's just a messed up movie, so uh, <laughs> just watch that one. It's awful. It's good, but it is awful. It's one of the few torture ones that I actually recommend people to see just once. You don't really need to watch it more than once. Because, wow. <laughs> but the audition. Fucked up movie. They did great on it. Go watch it. Okay, now, now, my friends, we're going to cover my all-time favorite Japanese horror movie ever, 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 ever. <sighs> it's not the one that got me into Japanese horror, but it's, it's the second one I saw and I was like, whoa, and I fell in love. Okay, in case you haven't guessed yet, it's Juon, The Grudge. Again? Not the American one. Fucking hate the American one. I mean, for American remakes, that one's not as bad because they still use the same director as the, like, original. But they tailored it to American audiences, so it's not the same. Anyways, yeah. So, Juan, The Grudge, 2002. Came out to scare the world. Dun, dun, dun. So, I'm going to give you a little premise on this. Well, not premise, but a little history of Juan that even I didn't know until I was researching this. Um, because really, I just pay attention to the movies. I don't really pay much attention to all the history with it. But I did today, so you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, really, there's not a whole lot of to summarize for the movie. So I thought giving background information on it is kind of interesting. So we're going to do that. So, Juan... The Grudge is actually the third installment to the Grudge or the Juon franchise. Yeah, the third one. <laughs> there are two before it, but they went straight to video. Um, this was the first one that was released into the theaters, uh, and that was on. I don't know. It didn't say. Blah, 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 blah. 
But yeah, so it premiered at the Scream Fest Film Festival. Fest Film Festival. Sounds weird. Um, October 18th, 2002. It got good reviews, but was unfavorably compared to Ringu. Which they're kind of the same, but not really, because Ringu's a videotape. I suppose it's because of the ghost, ghosty wosties, but, you know, everything is very different. But yeah, so, um, it has a huge franchise. Numerous, numerous, um, grudge movies. And not only that, fun tidbit here is, um, was it a few years ago on my birthday, they came out with The Grudge versus Ringu. So, you know, you have the Samora character with the grudge chick. Yeah. I still haven't watched it because I forgot about it after because I was like, it was only released in Japan and I was like, but it's coming out on my birthday and I can't watch it because I'm not a pirate and I don't download that shit. And then I kind of forgot about it after a while because I was bummed that it came out on my birthday and I absolutely love The Grudge and I love Ringu. Not as much as The Grudge. Grudge is my thing, but, and I couldn't see it. So I forgot. So if you've seen it, let me know how it is. And where I can watch it. <laughs> Let's have a movie night and watch it together. <laughs> all of us, we'll all just watch it together. <laughs> Anyways, so aside from that, there's, um, you know, also the American remakes that suck. And a TV prequel that's on Netflix called um, Juon Origins. I've seen that. That's actually really good. It's great. So... You know, check that out too. Okay, so for those of you who have been living under a rock and don't know what Juon is about or the grudge. So, uh, one day a father brutally murders his family after finding out his wife has had a thing with another fellow that's kind of like a teacher. And he just finds all this thing and as the movie unravels, you know, you find out why he killed them. But, oh, he was not nice. He killed the cat, he killed the kid, he killed the mom, then he offed himself. He was being petty to the 20 millionth degree of awful. So, so now, after murdering everyone in the household, um, all their spirits are just around to kill all who enter the now-cursed home. So again, you have the cursed object, which is the home. With the ghosts that take revenge. And, uh... Yeah. So... So that being said... This ghost plague spreads like wildfire. For everyone that enters the home. And then leaves the home. You know, and there's multiple murders in there. Then you just get more and more people going in and out of there. And then people living there or visiting there or heard of the ghost stories there so they go in teenagers from part of the movie you know or the people that help the old lady in there okay that old lady in there that is just laying in that side room and her caretaker comes in and then sees the the grudge black lady black forming spooky shadow lady 
just hovering over the old lady and the old lady has the fingers over her eyes because you know that's the only thing that can save you from the ghosts if you do that is what I've learned in all these horror movies <laughs> you're not safe any other way but if you covered your eyes with your hands so they're cr your fingers are all crossed you're okay and that's what the old lady did so do that next time you see a ghost Howard just kidding, Howard. I'm alone in here. Leave me alone today. Okay, so I have another side note, and it's not about a scene from the movie, but so the ghost lady that we all see in all these movies is actually taken from Japanese lore, of course, because it's something familiar that they use to be scary, and it is. It's an onryo. So an onryo is translated as a vengeful spirit. So onryos, um, exact vengeance on the living in response to the wrongdoings and betrayals imposed on the spirit when they were alive. So, hence the Ringu, hence um, the grudge tag, hence one missed call, hence pulse, hence all these things, okay? So most of these are based off of that and that's why you see it so prevalent in a lot of these horror movies is that I mean not all of them have it but it's very common in that because of that so there there's a little side history for you okay back to the movie so <laughs> so yeah so it's basically just about you know um vengeful spirits coming after you to murder you um because they were murdered so violently out of vengeance or out of hatred and then they come back and they kill you in horrible ways because you know they're just projecting <laughs> yep so that's the premise of the movie um also this movie is so good at ruining all the places you think are safe to hide i'm gonna just mention this now so you know when you're scared the only truly safe place is when you're in bed with the covers over your head because nothing can get you that's like the golden rule in all of spooky land ever in all dimensions of the universe is if you have your covers over your head nothing can get to you right right well fucking john just took that and threw that out the window the absolute most scary scene in my entire life ever including creepy clown scenes from any movie that has those this was the worst so this one lady who went in the house and you know they're going after her because she was in heaven forbid they walked into her house or she walked into their house um <laughs> freaking the ghost is stalking her and toshiko the kid that meows is stalking her Oh, and so many scary ghost scenes. I'm just going to go on another side tangent. So many. They scare you for everything. Like, they've thought of what is all the places that we can scare them. And let's do that. But whoever thought of under the fucking covers is just an awful person. Genius, but awful. <laughs> so, the chick that went into the house and the ghosts are stalking her. Uh, she sees weird shit. She puts the TV on and her TV goes weird and she gets scared. So, she puts the covers over her head, you know. The universal safety net. Well. Nope. Because then you hear the. Uh, and then. You just see. 
her head popping up on top of her, slithering through the blankets, and just boop, there's her head next to her head, just looking straight at her under those covers, and then she just gets pulled out to never be seen again. You know how fucking horrible that is? It's awful. That's the one universal safe place in all of the worlds and lands. And they fucking destroyed it with that scene. I'm heartbroken. Truly, truly heartbroken. (laughs) Yeah, great movie though. Crazy scene. There's a chick that gets her jaw ripped off. Then her tongue's just hanging out. I forgot her name. But, oh man, brutal scenes. Brutal scenes oh yeah and then the shower scene where she's washing her hair and there's that hand that just creeps up the back of her head and as she's like scrubbing her head she feels the hand I feel like they should have high-fived but no she just touched hands (laughs) that would have been really funny (laughs) high-fiving but yeah so creepy there's another cool scene where I think it's the same lady that helped the old lady in the house um she's at a hospital or something and she's willing this old guy around or she's by there I can't remember exactly but either way there's this old guy in a wheelchair and he just starts doing like peekaboo and making weird faces you know to like entertain a child and you're like what the fuck is he doing so you think he's just this old crazy guy and then later on it pans back to it and you see little Toshiko in the window like the reflection from the window and you're like oh shit so that was a cool one that old guy was really cute too and he's just so happy going peekaboo peekaboo and his old man rambles it was adorable it's like oh you can be my grandpa <laughs> anyways okay so we gotta talk about the the classic classic sound that the chick makes the grudge you know the uh, I can only do it so long and then my voice is like yeah I'm good okay so that sound you want to know why she makes that sound when her husband was in that jealous rage he like crushed was it strangling or whatever but either way he crushed her voice so she couldn't talk and that's why that sound is made is because she can't talk or anything so that's how she communicates it's just making that really creepy ass sound that now you hear a mile away and you're like oh god have I been in any cursed houses lately (laughs) yeah you want to know something funny about that too okay so one year my friend was having a Halloween party so we're obsessed with Halloween parties and also we're obsessed with it's always sunny and no it's not my co-host it's another friend I had um we decided there's we decided to throw a party with a twist so in it's always sunny there's these creepy brothers called the mcpoils it's actually a creepy family they're in numerous episodes Um, they're obsessed with wearing robes they have unibrows they're always sweaty and drink warm milk and they like to use pledge (laughs) anyways they're really gross and weird so we decided to mix it So, in this Halloween party, you could dress as whatever you wanted for Halloween, but you have to, as the twist, um, McPoyalize it. So, because they have unibrows and they wear robes, 
and I love the grudge, I decided to be a McPoyle version of the grudge chick. <laughs> and at that time I had long black hair. So I had, I gave myself a unibrow and then I had, you know, the hair covering most of my face and then I just wore a white robe. <laughs> it was great. It was a really fun party. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely amazing. The Grudge, man. I love that movie. I will forever love that movie. Little kids that make creepy cat noises will always be weird now. Yeah, that poor kid too. In the movie, the dad drowned the cat and then the boy. How fucked up is that? And then, I can't remember if that was before or after he killed his wife, but oof, it was brutal. And then she's in this little garbage bag in the um, ceiling like crawl space, not crawl space, uh, attic thingy. He stuffed her body up there that you have to get through the closet. And so in that movie, like they go through that one point where she's like poking down in the closet and the chick that gets her jaw ripped out is like somewhere over there too. Like oh weird shit. And they're obsessed with eyeballs poking out. And that's always creepy too. <laughs> really, if you haven't seen this yet, you need to watch it way better than the American version. I want to hear from you guys. For all these movies that I have mentioned, if you have seen the American and the original, I want to know which which you like better, the remakes, the American remakes, or the originals. I want to know. I'm curious. Tell me why. Like, I want to hear your opinion. And then we can, you know, go battle in a parking lot as to why Japanese ones are better. No, I'm just kidding. And it's not just Japanese. All Asian horror. I'm just kidding, though. We won't battle. I like to hear other people's opinions and whatnot because, you know, everyone's different and we always have to be open to different people's opinions because that's what makes life interesting is all the versatility, you know, and not everyone's going to agree on something, but that's just what makes life exciting. Plus, you know, if you hear someone else's point of view, they could say it in a way that it makes sense to you. And you're like, oh, maybe I was wrong. You never know. So, my peoples, check all those movies out. If you have not seen them, check them out. And if you have seen all of these ones that I mentioned, high five to you. Tell me which one's your favorite. You know, email us at 801 horror H O R R. 801-H-O-R-R-O-R. <laughs> I had to think about it without writing down. <laughs> V-I-X at gmail.com. Or message us on Instagram or Twitter or our Facebook group. I want to hear your opinion on these Asian horror movies. Um, okay, so. So, Kira. Yes, Kira. What do you have on your playlist today? Well, you know great music. I'm going with, you know, the the Asian theme of some awesome bands that I think you all need to hear. That's, you know, not just from America. You know, there's other great, great metal bands out there. And one non-metal band that's not even a band. It's just a cool singer that I like forever. So, first one is The Who, which I saw them with Slipknot. No, it wasn't Slipknot. Sorry. All the concerts are meshing together. The Who was with Megadeth and uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Yes. 
And then that's a shitty concert. So the Who played No Problem. They're amazing live. I've heard them like a few years ago. Never thought I'd see them live. Got to see them live. It's pretty badass. You guys need to check them out. Um, but they played Kicked Ass and then Mega Death came on. And then they had technical difficulties and half of their playing time, they were trying to figure out how to fix it. So they ended up only playing like a handful of songs. And then Five Finger Death Punch comes on. They play some songs and then some drunk ass driver hits the transformer. So the power's out at USANA. So then we don't even get to finish it. <laughs> so that was an interesting night. But yeah, The Who. So the song I picked for The Who is Sad But True. Again, you guys need to check them out. It's their Mongolian metal band. Oh, so they do the the guttural throat thingy and it's just magical. Oh my God. I just love it so much. I love it. Love it. As much as I love A Tale of Two Sisters. Check both of them out, everyone. You've got to. Okay, next one. Galhammer. Chick. Okay, this is an all chick band. I can't remember where they're from. But the song I picked is Blind My Eyes. Such a good song. Great. All metal band. All chick metal band. Um, Maximum the Hormone. Frieza. That's a cool one. It's a crazy song. They're pretty fun to watch too. Next one. Cross Faith. Monolith. Oh, I stumbled across these guys. I like them. They've got some a little bit of techno in there. I'm not a big techno fan. Just very few things. It's not full techno. Really good metal. They're awesome. I saw some of their live stuff. Oh, they've played at the Download Festival. So those of you who are familiar with it that are not an American listener, you definitely know what the Download Festival is. I mean, the American people know too, but you know, it's not as common because it doesn't happen here in America. <laughs> yeah, so the Download Festival, they played there awesome live. Also, I have a thing for that singer. He's pretty hot. <laughs> the next one's Hikaru Utada. She's awesome. So she's a Japanese American singer. Oh, her voice is great. Hers are very dancey. Her song is very polar opposite from all the others because it's like dancey and whatnot and not metal <laughs> at all. But Devil Inside, great song. I can't remember if I used it on my list before, but it deserves a second one if I did. So that's my playlist. Check these guys out. They're amazing. All right. I'm getting sleepy. So, Kira. Yes, Kira. Who's our silver fox? Of the week, Donnie Yen. Who is Donnie Yen, you ask? Well, let me tell you. We will list many things. He is a very beautiful man, and it was really hard to pick from the, the ones I had silver. So, ah! <laughs> so the ones that I had selected, it was it was tough. Eventually, we're gonna pick all of them, but okay. Donnie Yen is a dapper, dapper gent who is 59 years old. So, you know, not too, too old. Um, so he is going to be in a John Wick movie. So he is in a John Wick movie. 
Uh, he's in the IP man. He's like all of them. <laughs> he's in Raging Fire. Um, when the fourth John Wick comes out, he's gonna be in that too. Ooh, him and Keanu. Two silver foxes of ours. Mmm. He's in the Disney Mulan live action. He's in Triple X Return of the Xander whatever. I can't read it. My phone died. But you know that one. He's in Rogue One. Star Wars movie. Kung Fu Killer. Flashpoint. He's in the first John Wick. He's in Enter the Fat Dragon. He's in Iron Monkey. He's in The Monkey King. He's in Iceman. He's in Blade 2. He's in Hero. He's in Once Upon a Time in China. Oh my god, he's in so many things. So many. Let's see if there's anything up. Shanghai Nights, for those of you who like to watch the funnier ones. Yeah. The Monkey King 2. Drunken Tai Chi. I've never seen that one. Oh. Yeah. So he he's in a lot of shit. He is very beautiful and he is a martial artist. So he knows how to work the ladies and beat the shit out of other people. Yes. And with that, Mr. Donnie Yen... We love you. <laughs> if you would like to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Or, or Twitter. Or Twitter. Twitter us. <laughs> tweet us. Uh, go to 801 Horror Zero Cult. C-C-U-L-T. Um, or you can also email us, which would be killer, mm-hmm. at 801 Horror Cult Vix. At Gmail. So 801-H-O-R-R-O-R-C-U-L-T-V-I-X at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us your stories. We we will totally tell those stories because mm-hmm. who doesn't want to hear that? You can hear our version of your story. Yes. It, it will be, be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know how people do listeners' tales? We'll be like, we're going to put a spin on yes, your tale. Yes. <laughs> this will be our version of your tale. We'll be like the... The modern art of your day. Yes. Artistic I'm, expressions. It'll be beautiful. Also, follow us, subscribe, and rate us. A we, good rating, please. Please be kind. Yeah. Rewind. We want, like, two more listeners. It would be lovely if there were at least two. <laughs> yeah, at least we'll get two there. more. We'll get there. It's... Marcy will show you her boobies. <laughs> and Kira will show you her anti bees. Okay, kid. I don't know why you're a kid, but I've decided you're my children tonight. Because I'm never going to really pop out children. So you can be my children. (laughs) So, that being said, I know we tricked you last week, saying, you know, we're going to have the uh, Asylum 49 episode, but that's going to get pushed back, because Marcy's kind of out playing the exorcist for a bit with vomit all over poor lady. So we will cover that when she comes back, but for now, next week, we've got our Halloween special, just for you. Gonna have a special guest, you know, 
fill it in and even if well we were planning on having her be here with Marcy and I but because Marcy's playing exorcist we're gonna just have a special guest Miss Mary Postmortem that's right kids she's back again okay so next week we're gonna have our Halloween special do you want to know what it is fuck that I'm not telling you it's a special it's a surprise it's a special surprise 